Hello everyone and welcome to Strictly Talking Entertainment. Don't do it. Sports edition. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Bryce, we aren't doing a sports edition this oh, week. Okay. Um, our schedules have been a little bit crazy. Chaotic. So we can't exactly put out the most amount of content, but we're still providing you with a the entertainment quality one. and great entertainment Without podcast. An entertaining entertainment podcast. There you go. Uh, you can follow me at Damien underscore Miller on Twitter. My name is Damien, and to my left is... Bryce, you can follow me on Twitter at bshortle14, and I did not forget my name this time. I was going to say, you was on top of it. I'm Kendall, uh, K.2K16 for Twitter, the Shoto Boys uh, for YouTube and Twitch. Did you change the name this week to the Christmas Boys? Yeah. Yes, yeah. he okay. did. Okay, that, that, he did. Okay, I was getting like messages and updates from the Christmas Boys. Yeah, and I, I, I did. Didn't, I didn't know what was going on. I was, I thought I was losing my mind. Yeah, right. on Twitter right now we're called the Christmas Boys for that account. I do actually have. Uh, I, what's, I actually can use that account, so if you want to follow them too, that's uh, the okay. official Twitter account of our YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. Right. which we're going to start uploading again. By and the way, uh, YouTube brand, sorry, I spent 20 minutes recording a video today just to realize I didn't have my microphone plugged in. I've done that way too many <laughs> times. Um, oh. And as always, you can follow the podcast at Strictly Talking on Twitter, at Strictly underscore Talking on Instagram. Email us at strictlytalkingpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, with any kind of feedback, recommendations for our album reviews, because we have quite a few yeah, going into the holiday few. episodes wow. that we're going to be recording. We so, have a big present for you guys, then. Yeah, we do. <laughs> so, without further ado, let's just jump into our album reviews this week. I'm in a song. A real song. I love music! I do. I'm a Michael Bolton fan. For my money, I don't know if it gets any better than what he sings when a man loves a woman. And we are back, and guys, we could not have had three different albums uh, to review this again. week. For real. Um, this, uh, to start off, we're going to start off with Kendall's um, album recommendation, and he had brought us Origins by Imagine Dragons, and here's a clip of one of their songs... Heroes. Hello, hello, let me tell you what it's like to be a zero, zero. Let me show you what it's like to always feel, feel. Like I'm empty and there's nothing really real, real. I'm looking for the way out. Hello, hello, let me tell you what it's like to be a zero, zero. Let me show you what it's like to never feel, feel. Like I'm good enough for anything that's real, real. I'm looking for the way out. Let me tell you about it. Well, let me tell you about it. And we're back, and uh, Dan, we went reverse from Hercules. Instead of zero to hero, we went hero to zero. Uh, <laughs> in no time flat. In, in no, no time, time flat. flat. That's good. I appreciate Yeah, that was, I'm sorry, not hero. Zero from, by the way, the movie Wreck-It Ralph. Ralph. Ralph, Ralph breaks, breaks the Ralph. internet. Sorry. You flopped twice tonight now. It's still called Wreck-It Ralph. Ralph breaks the internet. So no, it's just called Ralph breaks the internet. That's what All it's right. called. But anyway. besides that, I'm going to give us a little bit of a background on uh, Imagine Dragons. They were formed in 2009. Imagine Dragons uh, revealed their, it's uh, first revealed their emotionally charged and in inevitable sense of heart. 
Just no, no. <laughs> nope, we're not cutting it. We're struggling tonight. Yeah, we read. really are. I really Holy can't crap. Read. Just right, you, you, want me to take you don't have to do no, all I, that. I was trying to read off of Spotify. Screw Spotify. Just go on Wikipedia. Um, basically, Imagine Dragons was uh, started off by uh, with a song called Radioactive that boosted them into the fame, into popularity, and then they've just been going ever since then. They kind of took a little bit of a break for like a year or two, not putting out as much stuff, and then they just came back hard with this album. I'll tell you, I had uh, I. There was a con- you saw them right? Did you see them in concert? I did see them yes. in concert. Yes, me and my sister went. It's interesting when they were in concert. I felt like literally everyone was there. It was like mm-hmm. there was so many social media posts oh, about yeah. people seeing them. And from my understanding, they were in Hershey at the um, at the Hershey Park, Hershey Stadium. Park Stadium, and it was all but sold out. That's a nice stadium. And they said you could hear them for a long, just long way off. They, they were loud. Rocked that place, my understanding. <laughs> Yeah, um, they actually did. I think it was like a three, so, three or four song acoustic set oh, on wow. like a separate stage um, in oh, the so middle of the crowd, and the lead singer actually came up and he was like twenty feet away from us in the stands. So it was kind of cool. I want to ask before we quick two second tangent because I've seen my fair share of concerts with my sons, with my wife, and you see people going into the audience. Do you guys like that? Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. I think it's awesome, but it's almost a risk for the artists. Like it's it's a bit like a health risk. You don't know if there's some crazy person out there who's gonna grab him and yank him to the ground. Yeah. I, I have uh, a couple quick Uh-oh. stories about that one. Um, first, like I said last week, me and Ash went and saw um, Trans Siberian Orchestra cool. um, this past Sunday, and they were all over the crowd because they have two stages, so they were running back and forth between the stages, but they were playing as they were going to the other stages That's and awesome. stuff. Um, but when we saw Treyu earlier uh, this past fall, <laughs> the lead singer, the guitarist, and I want to say the bassist, there were three members that came out into the audience at one point, and the lead singer was moshing and singing at the same time. That's really cool. And um, That's awesome. the lead singer of Papa Roach did the same thing when we saw them quite a few years back. The three of us saw Against the Current, a band that Bryce oh, really awesome. likes a lot. We saw them in uh, Philly, and their lead singer, Chrissy Costanza, came out in the audience, and it was totally awesome. She was literally standing right next to me, and it was really amazing. That moment when she was taller than you. No, she's uh, not. She has to work pretty hard to be taller than me. <laughs> oh my gosh, the first person to make you feel tall. Let's <laughs> jump into uh, reviewing the album. I'll go first. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Since I have... Um, this is like a couple weeks in a row now. I gotta confess, this is a bright Kimmel gave an album I really liked. Um, again, this is a group I've heard before, and I really like their music. I, I love the fact with with Imagine Dragons that they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can have some really hard hard stuff. And you saw that in this album. They had one of my favorite songs was a song called Machine. I was listening to it at work. That song, I was rocking out to that song. It's a really cool and powerful song. The song. Though the song we played for our, our clip here was kind of a fun song. It almost reminded me of a... It was definitely made for a kid's movie. Yes. Uh, and then they had other... I mean, their music just was all over the place. Burnout was another really great one. And, of course, the one that starts the, the album, which is Natural, which is what another song I consider grabbing. So I love I love their voice. I love their sound. I Now that I've seen... I saw the video, I'd love to see them again when they come... I'd love to see them when they come to concert because mm-hmm. their music is just so powerful. And again, I love the fact that they are top of the world to radioactive. They just all over the place. And music yeah. and everything they make, I love. Whether it's hard, whether it's soft, whether it's whatever it is, fast. It's fun. I love it. That's my friend. So I'm going to give this album an eight and a half. Wow, a good that rating was one for of once. Your big 
That's yeah, one of your I really biggest ratings. Yeah, I liked him a lot. So that's a, a, a B. <laughs> yeah, that's a B. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm going to be on your butt now about grading. Just so let you know. Well, grading is out. we're gonna we're gonna keep our ratings up to date because in a couple weeks we are going to do our bracket challenge for all the albums yeah, for the new year. Yep. Um. So we're gonna be going was, back and reviewing all that stuff. I'm and, gonna uh, be doing that. You well, yeah, have Bryce, a lot of listening to do. <laughs> Bryce has next. a lot in front of him. But Bryce, why don't you jump in? Because I know that you weren't exactly thrilled. With Imagine Dragons coming into this, what was your take coming out? Um, I was okay. Natural came in. I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. This is awesome. Next two songs came. I'm like, turn this the hell off. I want it gone. I hate these next two. And then the rest of the album, I was like, wow, this is pretty good. Outside of those two albums, or outside of those two songs, which were um, Boomerang and Machine. Yeah, I did not like Boomerang or Machine. Machine. I no, I hated Machine. I hated Machine. Hated Boomerang. I hated Machine. Okay. Um. But, yeah, I like Bad Liar. Bad Liar was really good. Um, I like Digital. Um, I was not a huge fan of Zero, either. I don't. No, I don't. I, I chose the song because I felt like being that it was from the movie. Right. Ralph Rex Internet, I felt it was a good song to pick. It was definitely not my favorite song from the album. Right. I, no, it was, no. Um, I like Dead. My three favorite songs were probably Natural, Bad Liar, and Bullet and a Gun. Overall, I'm probably going to give this, like, a seven and a half. Not too bad, not too good, just there. You know what? That's actually higher than I thought because you were saying that you were just so against I'm, Imagine Dragons, and now it's like you kind of turned over a new leaf. I, I just, appreciate I it hate, a lot. I hated their. I hated. I hate their early stuff. I hate really? It so much. See, like, yeah. So I, what? Is, what is it about them that you hate? Yes. I, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I need to know this because it's almost. I feel like in some ways, Imagine Dragons is like a buffet. You don't really like, you know, this. Well, then they got this. You don't really like this. They got this. I feel like that, and that's from their music. Because again, thinking of their other albums in my head, and I feel like they really, they you want it, they got it. I mean, it's like literally going to a buffet of music. You want soft, they got soft. You want some hard rock, they got it. You want fun, I'm on top of the world. You know, I mean, yeah, I'm that's a fun song. The I, mean, <laughs> I, I think for me. I just want them to do one type and leave everything else the hell alone because it's too much. It's too much. No, just focus on one thing and be good at that one thing. Don't focus on anything else because but it just turns into a mess. They're 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 good at so many different things. That's that's the issue because like all the songs that were on this album, every song was different. You know yeah. what I mean? So like you saying you're not liking Machine, okay, but then you like Digital. That's two completely different songs, and Natural and and Digital, two completely yeah, different songs. So, um, so let's, let's let's get you before we get Kendall, which was since it was his album, he'll finish this up. So yeah. Damien. Um. So Imagine Dragons for me, I have been a fan since Radioactive. I this is one of my favorite bands of all time. They are they I I saw them live with my little sister. Um, and they tore the roof off the place. Actually, me and Ash, one of uh, our agreed-upon first dance songs, whenever it happens, um, is Next to Me by Imagine Dragons off their most their uh, previous album, Evolve. So, big attachment to them. Um, coming into this one, I had actually heard this album before Kendall recommend, uh, recommended it, and I didn't like it I, at first, because I was like... I, I was hyped to hear new music, and then I didn't like it. But the more I listened to it, the more the more songs I started to enjoy out of it. Um, my favorite song off the album is probably Natural or Machine um, or Boomerang. The first three songs, I thought it, they came out and they were heaters. Um, 
And then I, I liked Cool Out, Zero, Bullet and a Gun, uh, Digital, Love, and Birds. Um, Bad Liar didn't catch on to me as much as it might have Bryce. Um, but this was one of my favorite albums of the year, going back and actually listening to it. Um, so I'm giving this an 8.5 out of 10. I'm, I'm going pretty high on this one. I, I was very impressed with what they did with this. and So, yeah, 8.5 out of 10 for me. We're sitting at about like eight and eight right now, and average. Yeah, an eight. Wow. <laughs> eight, 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 eight point two. That's gonna be one of the highest. highest so, wow, uh, you all give it really good reviews. Like, <laughs> this being my album, you'd expect me to give it a really good review. You don't like it. Well, I'm going to. It's awesome. Oh. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't find a single song I hated on this album. I, I, I listened to this album multiple times. Like, you got, mm-hmm. I, a few weeks ago, I mentioned that I listened to Joji's like ten times. In this last week, I've listened to this album four times easily. It's, it's outstanding. I love it. I. I came into this being uh, a liking Imagine Dragons. I am such a fan of them right now. I uh, I love Natural, uh, Cool Out, Bad Liar. I think my bullet, my favorite song was Bullet and a Gun. Oh, I love that song. Yeah, I so I good. Birds was really good. I I don't know. It was different for me. Uh, I love I love the song Love, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give this this might be, I'm gonna give it an eight and a half. Yeah, wow. one of my favorite albums we've reviewed. You know what? We've uh, never. This might actually make one of our number one. This might be a number one. Seat. <laughs> I'll do all the listening, but this, this might, might be a number one. I'm gonna have like sixty hours of listening to do. Let's do this. Awesome. Yeah. Nah, not that much. Not that it's much. Like, it's like twenty, I think. But right. let's move on to the next album. What Which we're gonna is do? what? Yeah, the next album is going to be um, Icarus Falls by Zane and uh, Bryce. Which song are we going to be listening to for our clip? All right, we are going to be listening to. Back to life. And that was Back to Life by Zane Malik. And Bryce, why don't you uh, give us a little bit about Zane? All right. Zane was born Zane Javad Malik, uh, January 12th, 1993, in Bradford, England. He's also known as the Bradford Bad Boy. Also, he's somebody who I tend to model my style around. Uh, for those of you that don't know, he is a former One Direction member. He was the first one to leave One Direction, actually, and that started the whole chain of all the... Uh, One Direction members leaving. This is his second studio album. His first album, Mind of Mine, was released in February of 2016. And, yeah, now we're going to get into the reviews of this album. I'll, I'll start off because um, I, <laughs> I hated One Direction. So, um, coming out of it, I was kind of seeing where, uh, where, where everybody would go. And only two of them are really different. Bit, no, well, like, are really popular right now, and that's Zane and um, who's the curly haired dude? Uh, Harry? Yeah, Harry. Although Niall's pretty big, too. Niall, yeah, okay, okay. So it's just Louie and Liam are just, they make music, but people yeah. still listen, but they're not nearly as big as those three. So, coming into this, I was a bigger fan of, of Harry just because he has more of, like, the David Bowie kind of rock sound to that's him. That's what everybody yeah. Um, But I actually kind of enjoyed this. Like, um,. It's not my favorite album of the week by far. Um, some of my favorite songs were Let Me, um, Common, just because of the... like. The one thing that really impressed me about this one were 
um, in the chorus. I normally don't like the Christina Aguilera really like I get, scale I, climbing. Zayn does it in a way that's really nice, and in common, he does it really well. And I forget which other one he does it in. I want to say it's I don't mind or you wish you knew. It's one of those two, I think. Oh God, which one is it? Um, but I really like the way that he did that. Um, I actually enjoyed Nicki Minaj on a track for once, and it, I liked No Candle, No Light. Um, too much insomnia. Um, I do have one question. Um, is Nicki Minaj from an island? Because she's I, from Trinidad. Is, is that her or is that Rihanna? No, Rihanna's from Barbados. Okay, she's so from Trinidad. Nicki. Okay, cool. Yeah. I just wondered yeah. because she does this thing with her voice sometimes where she sounds a little bit um, Bahamian. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this this is I need to know this. <laughs> yeah, Rihanna's bar- from Barbados and Nikki's from Trinidad. Okay. So. Um, I'm gonna give this a seven, a, a solid seven. It, it was a good album. The one thing I will say, it was way too long. Which, which I thought of, we were messaging each other about that today. Yeah. And I actually referred to it as. The Virginia of albums. I mean, if you ever drive through, for those of us who are East Coast people, if you ever drive to the beginning of Virginia and Tennessee, yes. it feels like you're driving. To be totally fair, I thought about that too. That's not really a fault of the album, though. It's not It's not a fault of the album, but the next part fits into that, where I truly thought there were times this album went way too slow. There was so much downbeats, or so many downbeat songs, that... It didn't seem to pick up after a while. It was really a tale of two albums for me. After the interlude, it slowed to a grinding halt, it felt like. Um, The first part of the album was very, very upbeat, faster tempo, and something I could get into. After the interlude, it really slowed down, and that's kind of what hurt it for me. Dan? Yeah, I... I, I, We were messaging each other today, because I I finally got my chance. I'm the guy on the podcast who does the last second listen to the album. So oh, no, I do you. too. Um, <laughs> and I was listening to, I listened to your album, Beartooth, which we're going to review later on. Yes. First, and then I listened to this, and I I think you said three hours. It was between working and just pausing it, it was about three hours of you know, mm-hmm. listening to it. Uh, and, and I kind of get it, I kind of jokingly called it the Virginia of albums because if you ever, again, if you ever drive through Virginia, there are spots where there's just nothing going on. And I felt yeah. this album was the same way. There were times when, like, the, the, some of the songs that I really liked, I liked, ironically, Good Guy and That was good another years, good one. Good yeah. Years and Good Guy, and I like Natural, which, again, I can't believe we didn't grab that. But, but you, you mean Let Me. Let Me, sorry. Yeah, Let Me. Let Me, yeah, Natural. Through me. I, I saw Natural, and I chuckled, because, like, oh, there's a Natural and two of the <laughs> albums to listen to. I love Let Me, and I like those two songs that I mentioned. Um, I had a hard time with this album, because there were times when it just, again, it just drug on, and it, mm-hmm. it blended, and I embraced that kind of mad referring to it as background music, but really, for me today, it was. And let me tell you, even though I'm working, if a song catches me, because again, I was listening to Imagine Dragon when Machine caught me, and I stopped, and I listened to that song, I was like, I am the Machine, I loved it. I had that to my playlist. Um, no, it was, it was great, I am the Machine, man, that was awesome. <laughs> That's not why I'm laughing, um, I'm laughing because Burt Kreischer's, um, have you ever heard of Burt Kreischer, the stand-up comedian? No has a complete bit about going to Russia and calling himself the machine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that. We're I like, am the machine! <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. why. <laughs> um, I also I also really like the song with Nicki Minaj. I, I always chuckle because you said you kind of take shots at her a lot. I do. And I and I love Nicki Minaj. To be blatantly honest, I've never said that on the podcast. I love Nicki Minaj. Um, I just love her music. 
I don't know what it is about her. She's fun. That's this. That's this is not a Nicki Minaj review. But that being said, I'm gonna give this. And I'm sure we, we slapped across the table a six. Six. And a so half. it's failing. <laughs> six no, and, it's barely six passing. and a half. No, sixty one is passing. It's like six and a half. Six and a half. Barely passing. So it's barely passing. passing. <laughs> All right, Sniffles, you're up next. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I got a bit of a uh, runny nose. Um. So I went into this with such high expectations because as Zane, while wow, Bryce gave me the dirtiest look just when I said that. One, well, I'm sorry, one small thing. I really was very curious, like Dayton said, about where this would go. Because I actually, the opposite, one. Of the, I actually was a One Direction fan. So that's um, the point. I love One Direction because it's Well, Zane. Uh, I went into this with high expectations because it's Zane And I mean, I, I listened to his last album. It was fantastic. I was a little bit let down. I wasn't, I personally was not a fan of the length. For me, um, uh, most of you guys, uh, you guys probably don't know this, I don't have a very long drive to work. I have a <laughs> five-minute drive to work, and I do all my listening to music then. Uh, so, I don't know. It's just, I liked it. It had it had good music. It was just too long. Like, um, of course, Let Me, Back to Life. Uh, I, I did really like um, No Candle, No Light. I thought Nicki Minaj added a good spot. And I liked Too Much, but... They all kind of blended together. It wasn't not wasn't great in my opinion. It was good, but I'm gonna give it about a four and a half. Wow, that was that's drastically low. I did not think that I would be one of the more positive ones on this album. Um, the one thing I do want to say before Bryce jumps into this because I don't want to interrupt him. The one thing I do like Zane when he's with someone else. I'm not the biggest fan of him by himself. Um, to that point, like, my favorite song by him is the one that he did with Taylor Swift for Fifty Shades Darker or whatever Fifty Shades, yeah, Fifty Shades Darker. Um, I Don't Want to Live Forever. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that song. I, I, I just, I, I like him better with someone else, because a couple of my favorite songs on this were Nicki Minaj and the one he did with Timbaland. You know, it's funny, when I listen to albums, I try to compare it. Since we've done a lot of albums now, I try to compare them to other albums we've listened to. The two albums that I kept coming back to is... Joji's album and Nikki Eden. And I'll tell you why. Because is is they both have those moments where it was just like, sorry, I hate to use this word, droning. They it, had, it's they both had droning moments. They I don't really want to say I don't want to say droning. It's 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 some it's something with this new pop style that they have going on. And Bryce, you may know this a little bit more since you listened to it. it, it downbeats. Downbeats mm-hmm. are becoming a lot more they popular yeah. than. Than the up tempo music like we had with like Sean Paul and Pitbull and everything like that right. back when we were kids and growing up that you might have heard coming right. from us, but now it, it's starting to become slower it and is. it's more ballad. It's it's very it's much more ballad. More ballad. And, and that wasn't by the way that was not intended to be a slap at right. this album. It was right. more just you're right. It is like I, I almost compared it to like a Leon Bridges where there was there were some slow, but he was great. Uh, uh, no, no, compared opposite. There were slow ballads, but then there was some that really... And there was, it was edited better. And, and I, yeah, exactly. There were times when I thought to myself, if I was editing this album, I would have mixed it up a little more. There were a couple songs, stretches there where the music just... Do you, do you agree with that, Bryce? Like, maybe taking the, the first half of the album and the second half and putting it on... And, and doing what Dan does sometimes, putting it on shuffle. And letting, like... Putting, like, Let Me in between a couple of the slower songs on the second half of the album. Would that have, do you think that would have fixed like fixed kind of what uh, we're saying? I felt like they shouldn't have led off with the lead off single for this album. I'm totally that, that I, I don't agree with. Like, 
Let Me came out in, I think, it came out in March. And I've known this song for so long now because I, I'm a massive Zayn fan. Like, he's the reason why I loved One Direction Well, go, so much. go into your album um, review. Transition this into okay. your album review. I actually really enjoyed this album. I love Zayn. I, I will give you there. There were songs, some songs where it was like... I, like, I was listening to it on Shuffle today, and I'm like, I don't even remember this song. I don't even remember yeah. this song. And But the, the songs that I knew and the songs that I loved, that stood out to me were the songs I actually loved. Although I'm going to disagree with you guys on No Canada, No Light. I hated it. I really? hated it so much. It's too much EDM for me. It's way too much EDM for me. Okay, so not not that it's a bad song. It's just a personal preference. Yeah, I, okay. I okay. hate EDM so much. But um, some of my favorite songs were Good Years, uh, Sour Diesel, I love Sour Diesel, uh, Too Much, uh, Common, uh, Imprint, Back to Life, Natural, Let Me, I Don't Mind. I like the Icarus interlude. You can tell that he's Muslim because there were a lot of Muslim influences in the Icarus interlude. Yeah, and um, there's a lot of like Indian like influence in it too, mm-hmm. which, is, which I kind of like. Um, I was not a huge fan of Entertainer. Again, this was a song that was a single before, so I already knew like I, no, already, see, knew I, no, I already knew no candle, no light, entertainer, finger, sour diesel, let me, um, yeah, because he oh and Rainberry too. I liked I liked Rainberry, but Rainberry was a lead off was one of the singles before this album. But the lead off single was uh, let me. Overall, uh, I was really impressed with this album. I'm gonna give it a, an eight out of ten. Awesome, yeah. awesome. All right, let's move into our final music uh, review of the night, album review of the night. Uh, yeah. Um, Indian's album? Yeah, so we're going to jump in to Disease by Beartooth with a clip of, I don't know which clip you pulled. Disease. Disease. At the service, not making progress, falling apart while I'm trying my heart. And that was Disease by Beartooth off of their album Disease. Um, just a little bit of a background. This is their third studio album. Um, this uh, was pre, uh, yeah, prequeled. We're gonna go with that one by um, <laughs> Disgusting, which was their full-length album debut, and Aggressive, which was their sophomore um, album and my personal least favorite. Um, they're a metalcore band out of Columbus, Ohio. They're signed to Red Bull Records. Um, yeah, Red Bull has a rec- uh, record label. I knew that. Yeah. So does Frank Thomas, too. Um, the one thing that I've always found interesting is lead singer Caleb Shomo does most of the studio instruments as well. Oh, he wow. plays guitar, bass, drums, percussion, and he's the lead vocalist. So he writes pretty much all of these songs. Um, kind of like Beck. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Um, they're definitely heavier than the two albums we reviewed this week. Um, so, Bryce, why don't we... Or, uh, Kendall, sorry. Kendall, we're going to start with you. Sorry. Um, so, I went I, I went into this album thinking, alright, some, some rock. Here we go again. I was totally wrong. I loved this album. Let's go! I holy crap! I loved it. I I saw it. I listened to it this morning at the gym. I was I was getting into it. Like I had worked out harder than I have in a long time. It's definitely so, a great um, gym album. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, it kept me going. Um, even I even listened to it on the on the way I'm on the way home after uh, after the gym. I listened to it on my own. I was hanging out. Honestly, I 
I love this so much. Uh, I think my favorite song was "You Never Know." Okay. I got. I think I got like. Till I think I got up until "Manipulation" at the gym, and I finished the rest later. But like, Nip- "Manipulation's" another amazing song. So good. Wow. I I did not expect to like this album as much. I'm gonna give it a seven and a half. Let's go. I'm so happy for that one. And Bryce, yeah, <laughs> right, go ahead. Um. When you said uh, when you got when you said last week uh, that this album's gonna be the one that everybody's gonna be like, oh god, no. Yeah. I went into it thinking that way, and I'm like, oh wow, this is really good. There, there's <laughs> one song that I did not like. Okay. It's Bad Listener. Okay. Really? Bad Listener did the screaming did not feel natural at all. It felt like he was. I was like. Um, are you okay? Like, do you have a problem or something? Like, do I need to call a doctor? Like, um, do you have an issue or something? Um, but I actually, that, that was the only song that I was really like, no, like, I don't like it. Um, I liked, I loved Greatness or Death. It really started off with a bang with Greatness or Death. I loved Manipulation, um, after all. There's, some of their songs make them sound like Kill Switch Engage. Um, it, it depends on which song. Like, some of their songs on here, I was like. I could I hear a kill switch engage. Okay. When I hear Question, this. What's kill switch engage? Who is that? This fire burns. This okay. fire burns. CM Punk. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed this. I'm pr- gonna give it a, a seven and a half out of ten. Wow. Okay. Uh, Dan. So I I will confess that I listened to this the first album this morning. So uh, by the time I got back to getting around to it, I. Had, Forgotten some of the music. I literally have my phone in my, in my ears. Uh, the one thing I did remember from the album, listening to it this morning, is I did like the fact that, yeah, I, I know a little about these guys because I catch uh, one of our listeners, Julian, who will play a lot, play it as he's driving to work and you know, on his Snapchat. So I've heard a lot of the music before, and, and, and most of what he plays is hard, very hard stuff. That being said, they wasn't everything wasn't super hard. I was surprised. Um, and again, I was kind of trying to remember the, the, the tracks right now, but I remember the, all the music not being super hard, and I kind of like that. I was digging mm-hmm. that because again, I, 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 I'm well aware of the fact that I that, that there are there is music out there that's intended to be really hard screaming. But to me, and, and to me, to, total disclosure, I grew up listening to really hard music: Megadeth, Metallica, Metallica. Motley Crue, right. um, Run DMC. Um, <laughs> um, I loved Guns N' Roses, so I love really hard music. But what do you find in really great hard rock albums is variety. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guns N' Roses, GNR was amazing. It you know November Rain, and then You Could Be Mine. I mean, they would just, mm-hmm. their, their Appetite for Destruction album was amazing. And one I kind of, of one of the greatest of all. Oh time. yeah, one of the greatest of all time. And I thought this album did a good job. And again, I'm sorry because I listened to it first. And I don't remember all the. I remember there was some really tracks that had some really good. Just kind of not, not mellow, but just like better, not quite as hard. But obviously, there were some that were super hard. Yeah. Um, I remember. I actually, the one thing I will say with those guys is when they went super hard, I wasn't as much of a fan of them. Okay. Uh, I remember uh, there was the one Infection. I really kind I of wasn't digging infection. infection. It was a little. Like, I looked right. So when they went hard, they went a little too hard. It just didn't okay. seem natural. Like you know, when when Axl Rose is screaming, "You could be mine" or "Welcome to the Jungle." I, I, it's weird to say it, but you can feel like a, a sincerity about it. It's a it's a different type because yeah. with with Axl Rose, like he's not really screaming; he's just raising pitch. Yeah, yeah. Um, with That's what he's with the bands I listen to, right. it is full blown expand your diaphragm, right. brace yourself, tighten your body. <sighs> Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. And, that, and that's for the beginning of doing this with you, this is the one thing I've had a hard time understanding is why 
people dig that kind. I mean, I love, I do love really hard music, but I, that's the one thing I'll say. When they went hard, they just it just didn't work for me. That being said, I'm gonna give them, I'm gonna give it a six and a half. Okay. So passing again. <laughs> hey, I've done two six and a half, eight and a half. Yeah. I mean, he is at he is at about a C average right now. That's right. <laughs> for this week. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's not do the math Boy, on, on air. So, this being my album, um. Me and Ash and I, <laughs> this is one of our favorite bands um, together. Like, we've been dying to see these guys. Um, but with this, I was so excited when this came out this year, and it did not disappoint. All of their albums have been this way. Um, Aggressive is actually the the softer of the three albums, which is kind of ironic. <laughs> but um, the... The song Bad Listener, I know, um, Bryce, you said you did not I like that one. I hated it. I hated it. That is the one that is inspiring one of the parts of my tattoo sleeve where it's um, the line, I'll be banging my head till my brain rots. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that part, uh, that's that's one of the few parts of that song where I did like him. Like, oh, that's actually a pretty cool line. Like, he, that wants, is, to, he wants to, like, bang his head until his head falls off. Just... Yeah. Yeah, he's, okay. Um, he's yeah. really good at writing um, what we call pre-breakdown lines, which is like right before you get into that... Um, he's really good at writing those things to like just scream out right before they get into a breakdown. He's very catchy. Um, one of my other favorite songs on this was Clever. I did um, like Clever, yeah. Clever was, I thought, one of the, one of the best ones that they've ever written. Um... That disease is another favorite of mine. Actually, um, I, actually I like that song. I was, I, was, I was digging that song. Yeah, it was. It was really like, it was very well paced. They they would go hard and then they'd bring it down and then they'd bring it down more and then they'd jump right back into getting harder again. Um, used and abused was another one I really enjoyed. Um, Enemy, I really liked that one and believe. Um, believe I think is one of their softer ones if I remember correctly um, I'm giving this an 8 out of 10 I I love this band I love this album and um, it's something that I can definitely okay, keep awesome. on repeat so replayability oh definitely a lot of replayability I think, like, I, listen, <laughs> I listened to Zane like I think 10 times this week so I've gotten like I've gotten almost like fifteen hours into that album See, already. I, so I tried listening to it two times this week, and both times, I'm not gonna lie, I had it on shuffle like Dan does. I fell asleep because <laughs> I kept getting all the slow ones at the very beginning. Um, so we're going to jump into our album recommendations because for the next two weeks we will not be doing album reviews because they are going to be holiday episodes. We have our um, Christmas episode coming up next, next week. week. And then after that, we are going to be doing our album brackets yep. for the new year, jumping into the new year, putting a year in review kind of episode yep. together. And then in a month, we have the Strictly Talking Awards. Yes. Because we'll be at a year yeah. in well, like a I month. Think that'll be, I think that'll be the same episode as the New Year's episode. We'll talk about okay. it. Okay. Um, but let's go into what our album reviews are going to be for January when we come back to doing the normal entertainment podcast. So, um, Dan, you said that you had one this week. Yeah, I, we, we went, we're going to talk about it later on, we went and saw um, the Spider-Verse movie, yes. uh, which we'll talk Spider-Man. about in a little while. And the one thing that all of us said, including my brother who was with us, and my wife, 
because we loved the music, which I was really into the music. It mm-hmm. really made the movie, and I don't want to. I don't want to jump ahead. So I want. We're going to review the Spider Verse soundtrack. Yep. So we're going to. It's the Into the Spider Verse soundtrack. Spider Man yeah, so. Into the Spider Verse. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's I think the, you can tell you're going to get three, at least three good reviews for that album. <laughs> I, love, I, I, well, I, I already I mean, love that soundtrack. I already to listened to, to it. it. Because um, again, when you're in the movie, you're not thinking of, you're not paying attention right. specifically. It'll be fun to get into it and really dig. We haven't done a soundtrack yet. We haven't done we an haven't. album. We've not done an album that's got multiple artists. So this will be interesting to see how we deal with an album with multiple artists. I actually kind of like the way that you went with that. I, I really appreciate mm-hmm. it. Um, the album that I'm going to recommend um, is an album called Gravity, and it is by the band Bullet for My Valentine. I know Bullet for My Valentine. Yes. I do know Bullet awesome. for My Valentine. You sound like Buddy the Elf there. <laughs> I know them! I know them! <laughs> I know them! That's a, that's a prequel to our Christmas Next episode. Next week, okay, awesome. spoiler. Price with yes, um, price. My album is Born to Ball by Zoe. By who? Zoe. Z-O. Uh, a lot, a lot you don't, don't say anything, Kendall. You already <laughs> know who it is. Don't say who it is. Oh, wait, um... Uh, I personally don't have an album recommendation, but our friend Dan, friend of the podcast, yes. has recommend. Oh, I gotta pull up my phone now. Oh, come oh, no. um, on. The script, Freedom Child. Freedom Child by the script, the and script, I thought yes. that there was one more. Um, Bryce, you Bryce said that your friend Jesse. Yes, my yes, Jesse. Uh, if you're, li- well, you're gonna be listening to this, but we are reviewing uh, Steve Aoki's Neon Future Three. I've already oh. listened to it. Yeah, cool. it's pretty good. Oh, right. Thanks for giving a recommendation. review already, Bryce. Uh, I'm gonna give a full in like when we come back, <laughs> when we actually do it. I'm gonna. Um, next, we are going to jump in to our crap. <laughs> our, our crap. <laughs> our crap. We're gonna jump into movie reviews. Movies. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Movie day. And we are back. Uh, sorry about the little flub there. If Dan decided to leave it in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to. Thank you. Yeah, now you have to. <laughs> um, so we're gonna jump in, Dan. We're gonna jump into the solo movie that you had because I know the the other one that we're gonna be talking about into the Spider Verse is going yeah, to be a little bit more in my- depth. But you saw the big Lebowski? You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude. Your name's Lebowski, Lebowski. Jeff Lebowski, the other Lebowski, the millionaire. I received this ransom note this morning. This is a bummer, man. They want you to take the money and act his courier. Yeah, my brother was in town, and he enlightened me in all the things I need to be watching. Me too. Not, not seen. And the movie he recommended was The Big Lebowski. Now, I have to confess, had I known it was a Coen Brothers movie, I would have watched it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I love the Coen Brothers. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Fargo. Yeah. I just love me some Coen Brothers. So I finally sat down last night um, and watched it. Um, John Good, I, I, I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, the, the plot is a little crazy out there. If you don't know the story, John, um, Jeff Bridges plays a guy named The Dude. Who's a bowler? It's funny because it can be considered a bowling movie because it's got some bowling. It's in a it. bowling movie. But, <laughs> but uh, Jeff Bridges plays a guy called the Dude who gets involved in this crazy—I don't even know what you can call it—hijinks <laughs> caper with another guy with the same name. It, it starts off with this really crazy scenario where he gets attacked. Uh, I don't want to go too much of the movie. Um, I thought Jeff Bridges was was great in the movie. I really loved his role. Uh, it's a very different role for him. 
Uh, but my favorite part of the movie by far was John Goodman. John Goodman, the writing was so amazing. I, I, I wouldn't want to go back and just watch John Goodman in this movie. Uh, I've seen John Goodman in so many different things that I love him in. He's, it never occurred to me until before last night. I absolutely love him as an actor. Mm-hmm. Brother Art Thou. Oh, yeah. Just everything the man does is amazing. Is it um, bad I forgot he was in My Brother Art Thou? Oh, yeah, he has a small... But, yeah, he must... Obviously, he must be a Coen Brothers guy. Because, he again, is. Yeah, another Coen Brothers movie. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I was definitely digging Julian Moore, Julianne Moore uh, Steve Buscemi. Uh, really, just a... You have to... It's the kind I, of movie you got to watch it. you got to watch it and just, just dispense reality. You really do. Yes. Dispense reality... And just know that these people live in a world that you'll never completely understand. Yeah. Do you have a take on, on your Um, I, I've seen the Big Lebowski, like, bits and pieces, and I, I was going to add to your John Goodman thing. I think he is one of the most underrated actors of our time. Because yeah. he he can really pull off some different stuff. Even in Roseanne and now their new sitcom, The Connors, right. you can really see his, his versatility as an actor just in those sitcoms. But then you get into the Big Lebowski, and he's absolutely hilarious. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a good movie. I have to go back and actually sit down and watch the whole thing. Um, but I, I am a I am a Coen Brothers fan. Um, Ash, her, one of her favorite movies is Oh Brother Where Art Thou, and she sings songs from the soundtrack all the that time. That is an amazing house. soundtrack. Yeah, that's a great soundtrack. We mentioned soundtracks earlier. That's a really good soundtrack, and not just the music. That you think of normally, it's a really good sound. It's very bluegrass. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was about to say that it's yeah. bluegrass, yeah. and I have quite yeah. a bit of that music on my play, personal playlist. Really? Yeah, much hmm. of it. That's a nice little uh, nugget of information that I learned about <laughs> you today. Um, but let's jump into the other movie uh, that you all three were able to see. I was not able to see it, unfortunately, okay. yet. My name is Miles Morales, and in my world, I'm the one and only Spider-Man. That is, until he showed up. And it's a no on the cape. I think it's cool. Spider-Man doesn't wear a cape. Uh, All right, you ready? Ah! Out! But uh, go into spoilers if you need to, but if you're going to do it, make sure you put a spoiler alert into uh, whatever you're going to say. So the movie that we saw this weekend, my brother, again, was in town. Uh, So he is a... My brother is the biggest Spider-Man fan that I know, uh, which was great seeing it with him because he gave us a lot of amazing insight into the background of this... um, I, I thought I was a big Spider-Man fan, but I did not realize how, how little many? I know until like, this movie came out. Uh, just to kind of give it a non-spoiler review, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought, again, the music was amazing. The visuals were, were just blew me away. I mean, you know, the one thing I thought about, they spent an amazing amount of time on things that you wouldn't even think of. For instance, at the end of the movie, when the, it was cutting to the, to the credits, the amount of time they got spent on just the different visuals was, was, was mind-boggling. Mind boggling. It really was. Uh, this movie, uh, obviously the storyline was amazing with, with, the, with the Miles Morales and the Peter Parker, but just the amount of time they put into the visuals of this movie was mind-boggling. I, I also told, one thing I mentioned is, I love, I did not know much about the Miles Morales character prior to this movie. Miles Morales, they need, they, Marvel or Sony needs to run with the Miles Morales character. I love Peter Parker. I grew up as a Peter Parker fan. Miles I Morales read, is so much better. Donald Glover. No, no, no. I, I will not say better. I will not say better. I think deeper. I, when I said to my brother, we were talking about this. I said I feel like the Miles Morales character brings something to the Marvel universe that does mm-hmm. not exist. He is a true urban person. He's urban. I mean, think about all the, the Iron Mans and the Captain Americas and the Spider Mans. All the characters are very 
They are silver-haired, middle-aged white men. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank Plug you. for another no, podcast. They really, are, they really are. Um, they're really kind of clean and neat. This is a character that, like, there's the one scene in the movie where he's walking to school. Uh, it just, I, I was digging it. I really was. So that's Bryce Kendall. You guys want to give it a nice? I actually, I actually have a question for all three of you. Right. Um, just because this is the closest thing that I have to referencing what I saw in the trailer versus right. Right. what it actually is. Um, does it remind you of Big Hero Six? The art I, style. I've never. I seen have Big never Hero seen 6. Big Hero yeah, Six. Oh, so, it's so good. I've been, I've been told by a lot of people though that, that when I was bigger, I looked like Baymax, and I was like, I took offense to that because I would. <laughs> because it's I've huge. had people tell me I was a polar bear too, and iffy. Uh, oh, did I say that out loud? No, but sorry. That's iffy. the, the, the point, yeah. yeah, the the reason I asked that is because um, with Big Hero Six, it was a, it's a Disney product, like. Uh, I well no Spider Verse I guess it's a Fox yeah it's Sony. Sony. Um, so I asked that because it's so different. It's a superhero Disney movie, and the coloring and and everything was so different about that movie that I was trying to maybe equate it to that. But if you guys haven't seen it, then so the point is I, I have a quick question about this movie. So um, is this a spoiler? Question? No, this is a regular question. So with the success of this movie in Venom, do we think there's a chance that Sony tries to pull their rights back and make Spider Man on their own? I don't think so because I think that I think Venom and and Into the Spider Verse were already in production before the sale. Yeah, it I was. think it's already sold. I think I think the 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 properties are already sold to Disney, and I think this is just their way of kind of giving a giving a farewell to it. But well, I, I think first of all, I think they can go with the Tom Holland Spider Man. In the MCU, and still have, or, and, and still have the Miles Morales mm-hmm. well, um, the character. Perfect, the perfect thing is in uh, in the video game Spider Man uh, for PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Sorry for the spoilers. We see we see Miles Morales in the video game have his powers coinciding with Peter Parker. So it's not it's not like there's no storylines where they're in the same universe and they both have powers. Because it's been seen, it's been seen, and it's happened. Well, I mean, it happens in the comics a lot. I think. Yeah. Um, I, I do believe that Peter Parker was Miles Morales's mentor after he a is. while. Um, in the comics, now in a movie that's an hour and a half long, you got to kind of get to the point. But <laughs> <laughs> the 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 thing is, I hope that we see more movies like this because the one thing with me, I always get flack because I'm a DC guy. I love the Bat Family. The Bat Family yes. is so great to me, and and the Rogues Gallery from there. And I'm not exactly the biggest fan of the live action movies as I am the animated series and the animated movies because they are so much better done. Um, I think that you have more you have more opportunities for an animated movie that if they want to go into a Miles Morales storyline before the MCU is even ready, they can do a whole animated series of movies. With Miles Morales, and I think that that would be very, very smart because there are a lot of people like myself who prefer Miles Morales to Peter Parker. Me. There, there is a massive fan base for Miles Morales, so I think that that's the way that you should go is to give give these fans what they want. Same with Bring Back Batman Beyond. Um, <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> it, it's that's how I think that it could end up going. Um, one thing I, I, I like what you're saying. Um, there's uh, yeah I don't want to get too much trashing on the Peter Parker because I grew up 
Peter Parker. Right. I think I think the Miles Morales is an alternative. And if think if you think about it, Miles Morales he co- coincides with Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. And again, I I really I, I'm excited to see where this goes. Now, just so we can jump into a quick spoiler. Stop spoiling it, you vile woman! Yeah. Well, you will shut your mouth, little man, but I will shut it for you. Um. Obviously, the one problem the one problem I had with the movie. It's weird because my brother and I discussed this uh, a lot after the movie. Was this was no universe that I'm ever familiar with? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, f- I, and again, I'm not the expert that my brother is, and other people are. Spider-Man was no, the, the the bad guy in the movie is Kingpin. Um, Spider-Man and Kingpin, from my readings, really didn't butt heads like they did. Kingpin was mostly Daredevil. They did not butt heads the way they did. And I know someone's going to come at me and say they did. To me, those were not his. His normal, he was Doc Ock, which we did see. We see, by the way, the, a female, a Doc female Doc Ock. Female Doc Ock. Female. We were that seeing things, awesome. and and that's as a, a a fan of older Peter Parker, older Spider Man. There's some things I need to wrap my brain around. Um, we have a world where Mary, Aunt May is super knowledgeable and knows a lot. First of all, knows that Peter Parker is Spider Man. We have a world where Doc Ock is um, a female, which I, I, not that matters, but that's something that I have to deal with as well. Um, I like this. I'm glad they have this. Because I, one of the things I said, we, we mentioned one of our previous episodes about the fact that they were smart, the MCU was smart, to not do an origin story. The one thing I'll say about Peter Parker is it's been done a hundred times. Uh, I'm glad that, and, and I know that my brother and other people have trashed the Andrew Garfield versions of Spider-Man. I like the fact that we were seeing a different Aunt May. I like the fact that we were bringing Gwen Stacy as opposed to Mary Jane. I like Mary Jane. Don't get me wrong. I think Mary Jane's great. I like that. I, I, I prefer the fact Gwen Stacy. <laughs> yes, well, Gwen Stacy was Emma Stone. Well, yeah, who I when love. Emma Stone's playing her, well, no, I'll take her any day. No, I don't. I don't mean that. I mean as a character in the comics yeah. and stuff. I preferred and, Gwen Stacy. And, you know, it's funny. You mentioned being a DC guy. I wonder with the one of the problems that DC runs into is have they kept too true to their old ways? I mean, you know, Peter, uh, I, I, Spider Superman has always been with uh, Lois Lane, and you know. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Little, yeah, so. In the Injustice comics. And I think MCU is smart. They're uh, smart for. Mm-hmm. I think Sony is smart in the MCU for keeping this separate. So I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, I cannot wait to see it again. The one thing that I thought was kind of odd, and I want, I want Bryson Kendall's opinion on this, is that we. we and I, I always get to movies early and sit there. They showed a lot of kids' trailers for yeah, this movie. Yeah, I didn't movie. understand that. My brother was like, oh no, this is definitely a kids' movie. This was not a kids' movie to me at all, but that's that was just my take. Oh uh, no, this was definitely a kids' movie. Uh, it that, was it, it was, was marketed as a kids' movie. Yeah. It was like that. That's the one thing is like that's why you saw the inclusion of Spider Pig. Okay, yeah, Spider Ham, Spider Ham, Spider Ham, Spider Ham. Who? He was great. By, by the way, was John was voiced by John Mulaney. Yeah, the voices were great. The yeah, I I heard the voice acting. Was yeah, great. let's not forget the fact Nicholas Cage was noir. Yeah, I I'm actually intrigued with Nicolas Cage, but we haven't gotten Bryce's opinion on this. So Bryce, what was your what was your review of uh, Spider Verse? Um, I I really enjoyed this. I'm I'm sick of Peter Parker. I am so sick of Peter Parker. Can we stop doing Peter Parker? Nobody cares. Um, Miles Morales. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, the cartoons he's voiced by Donald Glover, but in the in the, in Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, he's voiced by Shameik Moore. Um, but I like the Miles Morales character. He gives him kind of a, the one complaint, okay, I'm not going to finish that, but the one complaint I have is that his dad's name is Davis and he is Morales. 
Why? Yeah, um, I think it's I think it's the mother. Yeah. I think he took the name from the mother. But is it Sh- Shamik? Shamik Moore. Who, yeah. What What is he in? Do you know? Does anybody know? Oh, I I've heard I. I'll have to Google I, I've that seen what he's time. been in, yeah. I'll Google but we're not doing that right now. But I liked how this cast, the the Miles Morales was Shamik Moore was probably the least notable of all of the uh, the voice actors because Haley Seinfeld was Spider Gwen, yep. Um, John Mulaney was Spider Ham, Peter Parker was Jake Johnson, and who else? It was um, uh. Chris Pine voiced the other Peter Parker. Lee Schreiber voiced Kingpin. Yeah, that was a, it was a yeah. Great, they pulled a lot of great voices in for this movie. Well, that's the one thing. Like I've realized that they're doing a lot with for animated uh, comic book movies is they they bring in the heavy hitters. Oh yeah. And the one thing I will say, I, he brought up Kingpin. Um, Dan, I I don't. When did you stop reading? Yeah. Probably I probably stopped reading about twelve to thirteen years old. Twelve so to been, thirteen. I, I know it's been a long time. I know that, and I know it's kind of a different direction. I, I totally get that. I understand that. No, I, I, I was just remember, asking. I don't remember Kingpin as being a big. I don't, I don't remember. It was, was huge. What's that? It was after you because. Yeah, well, I grew, I grew up with Green Goblin. Scorpion. I grew up with Scorpion. I grew up with Rhino. I grew up with right. Doc Ock. The Sandman. Those are the guys I grew up with. So so, so with Kingpin, all of those still exist. Right. Um, the one thing with Kingpin, and especially in the animated series, because the animated series for Spider-Man in the mid-90s was strongly based off of the comics. I want to say it was Spider-Man Unlimited. Um, yeah. Kingpin was going around and picking up all these guys because Spider-Man screwed him out of a drug deal, I think it was. Yeah. Or Spider-Man stopped some petty crime that messed with Kingpin. So then Kingpin and Spider-Man went head-to-head for years. Yeah. Also... A lot of it is because some uh, somehow in the comics, well, not somehow, uh, Daredevil and Spider-Man had to work together a lot. Yep. With them both defending New York City, them being two of the top, like the most important heroes in New York City, they had come together a lot, worked with each other, and then Kingpin being the head villain of Daredevil, it kind of just ties in Peter Parker. And yeah, there was a lot Before of Before we move on, I do want to make one little quick comment, you know, because as always, every movie nowadays has an end, tra- end trailer or end credit scene. The end credit scene, if, I will not spoil it for you. Uh, so if you're a guy who likes the comic, likes the the, likes the animated series, mm-hmm. you'll probably you'll love the end scene. I will. I oh yeah, the again. end, oh, the, so the post credit so scene is mm-hmm. one of my favorite post credit scenes I've ever seen. It is so funny. Surf, I recommend even just YouTubing it. Yeah, just so. yeah. All right, so let's move on to our next section. Our next session is uh, the TV review section. You guys want to watch TV? Sure. And I'm sitting here by my TV. I've been watching it very much lately because I'm on a holiday. Uh, I was just looking for the sports channel, Gary. We love TV. And we are back. Um, we don't have as much for TV this yeah, week. Um, everybody has been pretty busy. Oh, yeah. Um, but we're going to jump in. Kendall, we're going to start with you because you uh, and your girlfriend have most recently... Well, you've joined your girlfriend in becoming a fan of... Bob's Burgers. I um, love it. <laughs> uh, for my, my knowledge of like animated TV shows has always been like South Park, Family Guy, and all them. The big, the big names. But I really, really enjoy Bob's Burgers. The number one thing I enjoy about it is it's not like your South Park and your Family Guy where it's super inappropriate. You're going to have to keep kids away from watching it. And it just has subtle little things. It's mm-hmm. funny. 
the voice acting is really good. Ironically, I'm pretty sure of the females in the show, only one of them is actually voiced by a woman. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's the youngest daughter. But it's just so well made, it's funny, and it, feel, it almost feels like a true family environment in an animated TV show. So, the one thing that I love, um, if anybody's seen the Arby's commercials lately, it's H. John Benjamin, who voices Bob from Bob's Burgers. Oh, really? Yes. Um, and also, my favorite adult animated comedy of all time, Archer. Um, <laughs> the Arby's, we have the meats, guys. That is that no, the not one that you're guy. About? No, not that guy. The new guy where he's like, we have the meats for sandwiches. sandwiches. Yeah, the guy. four sandwich. I'll show you then, Bryce. Okay. Um, yeah, I was about to say. But yeah, time, he but. voices um, Bob from Bob's Burgers and Archer from the TV show Archer, which I love. Um, yeah, Bob's Burgers is, it's kind of along the lines of Simpsons. Yeah. Where it's something that, yes, it has those hints at the adult humor, but at the same time, you can have the kids around and they can watch it. Um, so it's, it, it is nice that way because there are a lot of fart jokes that kids find funny yeah. and so do I. <laughs> <laughs> and it also, it kind of works as it's not one of those shows that you need to see like the first few seasons or you're completely out of the loop. It's like, not Game of Thrones. On, no, I picked up on like season <laughs> nine and I like, I caught on who the characters are, yep. who I need to pay attention to. And I just, I really enjoy it. Like it's something that I will probably go back and watch on my own, like just in my free time because it's just a lot of fun. Like. It's a good series. You sit down and you're just enjoying yourself, truly. Um, so, on, off of that, we're going to go to Dan, because you said that you were excited for the return yeah, of... Yeah, there was a show that I, my wife and I watched on Amazon Prime called The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's bringing out a second season, and I'm really excited because Comcast recently gave me the ability to watch Prime on through Comcast. Uh, I was actually you're watching... You're kidding me. No, I was actually watching... Um, Jack Ryan tonight. Uh, this first season of Jack Ryan. Uh, this show, if you have not seen it, I can highly recommend it. It's a period piece. Uh, it is stars, that a comedy? It, it sort of is. Uh, like a dramedy? It's, show? it's a dramedy, yeah. It's okay. got, it's, it's, here's the funny thing about it. The, the best parts of it are, are really some of the outside people. Tony Shalhoub is in it. Um, Stanley Tucci plays in it. Okay. But it's really a great... The, the girl who plays uh, Mrs. Maisel is, is, is really good. Um, the comedy is very funny. It's uh, she does stand up. Uh, I, I definitely enjoy this, and I'm really excited. But by the way, since Kendall mentioned this, and I can't get my phone to work right now. I saw the funniest thing of interest that I thought we might well, just mention. There are actually odds out there as to who you ready for this one? Yeah. When the season next season of Game of Thrones is on, will be sitting on top of the Iron Throne. Bet my bookie has it. My yeah. the the bookie site that I use for sports betting has it. Yeah, Rachel Brosnahan is Miss Maisel. I like her. Yeah, she was in um, uh, House of Cards. That she had a small role in House of Cards. Oh, we're talking uh, who's going to start at the top at the beginning of next season. No, the, who's a, who's going to who will be sitting on, on the, the throne, throne when the season's the end, over? Daenerys Targaryen. Well, no, the number one no. obviously was Jon Snow. No, yeah. I think it's going to be Jon Snow. I'm going to say it's Tyrion Lannister. Tyrion Lannister. Well. We'll uh, we'll That's dive into that one when I'm more caught up. Yes, <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna pull a Trey songs and dive in once that. that happens. <laughs> I hate you, Bryce. But um, there was another one you said uh, you're, you're catching up on Jack Ryan. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm really enjoying this show. I'm, I'm on season episode seven of season one. I think there's only eight shows. I think episodes. it's eight or ten. Uh, really good show. I'm really enjoying this. John Krasinski. You mentioned about John Goodman being an underrated guy. John Krasinski is unqu- is so underrated. 100%. We had this discussion about what actor from um, The Office would end up being the biggest. Now, obviously, um, Steve, Carell. Steve Carell took the lead originally, um, um, and he's done some amazing work. But John Krasinski recently, 
recently John Krasinski, in my mind, is the most successful actor on that. On that movie. Speaking of Steve Carell, uh, is anyone else excited for the movie Marwin? I want to see that so, so bad. Marwin. I don't Marwin. know if I've seen that one. Look it that looks trailer. really good. Look uh, so uh, you know what? I think I might have seen like one trailer. Right. For so it. it's like where he was um, attacked by these thugs, and he uses action figures, takes pictures of them. Yes, yes, yes. I saw that. Really it looks, yeah, it, really it does look. It does look mini tangent. Sorry about that. It's okay. Um, but I, we started watching a new show at the house because of recent events. Uh, Ash has decided that she doesn't really want to focus on a whole lot just because of some things that have happened sure. outside. Um, we started watching the TV show Community. Oh, have you seen oh, yeah. I love Community. That's where That's I found out who community. Donald Glover was. Yeah. Um, they, <laughs> we're only on like episode five of season one and I love this show. Like, I, yes. I had seen... There was a time um, I had had mono, and I had to be off work for a while, and there were bouts where I would be passed out for a whole season, and then I'd wake up, watch four episodes, and then stay passed <laughs> out for the rest of the season. Yes. How are you watching it? I'm, uh, it's on Hulu. Hulu. <gasps> what? Yeah, it's on Hulu. I've the never whole seen series. it available anywhere, that's why I asked. Yeah, the whole series is on Hulu. Um, for a while. But... It's it's so funny. Um, the cast seems to mesh very well. Joel McHale is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Um, the relationship between Abed and um, oh Donald Glover's character Troy Troy Troy, Troy and Abed. Abed. Yeah, Troy and Abed have been hilarious. Um, I can't wait for the dean to get more involved because I know the dean is hilarious. Okay. And um, <laughs> yes, we just we just saw the video saw for that, that one. Um, of course, don't forget Doctor K. Yeah. Oh yeah, Doctor yeah. Ken Jong as a that's one of the lines Spanish in Spanish teacher. <laughs> I love it. It is so great. Um, it's it's not a raunchy show. No, not really. Um, it's very family friendly. You can watch it with your kids. They'll laugh, and then you'll laugh harder because of the things that they don't understand. You have you mentioned Allison <laughs> Brie? Allison Brie, oh, yes. Um, it's very different for me to see Allison yeah. Brie in that after seeing Glow. <laughs> yeah, um, I saw Allison Brie. I saw in more that. of Allison Brie and Glow than I needed to see. But uh, it's episode one. Once you pass that, that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, it doesn't happen anymore. But I mean, it yeah. wasn't. Uh, not knocking it. Um, but off of that, we're going to go into some video game news with Kendall here. last week how they have a sword completely overpowered it's breaking the game well it's gone bolted no more Fortnite. no more swordy Fortnite has listened and they're uh listening to what we're saying and they're getting rid of it thank god now for anyone who's been playing from early seasons one two maybe mid three we understand how the map has changed a lot well there are two new game modes out uh i don't know if they're keeping them full uh for a while but one is called unvaulted so it brings back any vaulted weapon 
so when I say vaulted, it means they taken it, thrown it out of the game, possibly come back later. The Disney vault. Exactly. <laughs> the Disney <laughs> vault. So, this game mode is basically any weapon that has been put into the vault, and you're going to use it. So the Tommy gun, for an example, um, the blue pistols, I believe the gold suppressed pistols, a lot of guns people like, the semi-sniper, uh, a lot of really good guns thrown in there. People are excited. The one I'm really, really excited for is they have a game mode that consists of, I believe it's the map itself and only guns from seasons one and two. Yeah, it's it's the classic. So game it's mode. the classic game mode. So if you jump into that, you're getting season one and two map, and then the guns. It's so nuts. You're taken back to like original Fortnite, and it's so With much fun. Skin. Same game mechanics. So like you're gonna have people like hitting you with a double pump because it's just like Fortnite. From a year ago, I, it's outstanding. They're listening to the people that they want to hear a lot. They want to like reminisce on old Fortnite, and they're finally doing it. So the double pump is going to be double a thing pump now. Could be again. back in that game mode. No, so that's that's one thing that I kind of enjoy is like uh, I say it every week. They listen to their fans, and they're listening to people that aren't just streamers. Yeah. Um, because the one thing with Call of Duty right now that I've noticed is that they're listening to more of the hardcore Call of Duty gamers, and not the Casual. The casual fans like myself, where I don't I don't stream Call of Duty often. Yeah. But <laughs> often. the one the one game mode that I that I really do like that I hope they keep around is called Heist. And it's just like Counter Strike Go, CSGO. Um you have to buy the weapons as you're using them and you earn money and you have to oh. you have to capture the money and take it and I like that. And 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 I've always been wanting to play Counter Strike, so this is my closest option until Friday when I get my gaming PC. <laughs> um, so it's go all night. It's pretty much. I'll be streaming a lot more from there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like when you have games that are listening to their fans, unlike uh, I said Call of Duty, but Battlefield as well. Battlefield yeah, Two. They don't care. They or Battlefield Five. Excuse me. Um, I've played an hour and a half of it and I hate it. I, I spent money on a game that I absolutely despise. And um, it's it's hard for games to sometimes be like, okay, well, what are we going to do with going forward? Yeah. And they don't listen to the fans. It's kind of funny because, like, you mentioned you mentioned uh, Battlefield and a little bit of Call of Duty. The games I think of right away when I think games that don't make adjustments because they're pretty much content, Madden, uh, MLB, a lot of sports games, 2K. Now 2K has gotten better, but like 2K and MLB, I will I will take I will say that they're that you're they're kind getting of wrong. better. Yeah, MLB has Madden, Madden doesn't care. Crap. Madden no. does has not no care. No competition at all. No. So Madden is a perfect example that they don't care. They know they're going to buy it, and it's still an awful game every time. And it's going to take until their sales go from I don't know like 45 million to 10 million. They're going to be like, all right, our game's bad. We know this. We need to listen. Madden has one very small problem. They have no competition. Exactly. Right. Not. And they Zero. took care of that by basically buying all the rights. rights. Right, exactly. Like, yeah, there used I miss, to be a 2K I miss NFL the 2K, 2K NFL games. Oh, they I were too. great. Um, though, the one thing I NFL will say Blitz. is Madden... <coughs> excuse me. Madden has gotten better the past two years. Slightly because they have... Fans have been screaming for a story mode like my player. Marshall. <laughs> you got long shot, but it's not the same because once that career mode ends, that's it. With 2K, you have you the my it. player mode or my career mode. I can't remember my which one. It's my career. My career. 
they still have cutscenes in it. Exactly. And and that's the one thing that Madden needs is a it, they used to have it. Yeah. Back in 06, 07, they had superstar mode. And you exactly. could you could go through and you made decisions and that's you, what they need. IQ tests. You even did yes. the, you, 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 did you even IQ did the IQ test. What the most is with long shot mode, you can't even design your own player. Mm-hmm. You're literally being forced to be as Devin Wade or Cole, Cole, Cole Cruz. They're wrong. I love them. I think they're awesome. Give us the choice. Don't don't pull a FIFA because FIFA tried the same thing. They tried making you use some uh, Alex Jones. Some Alex Jones, and people hated it. Let us so, make our own character. Figure it out. You're a billion-dollar game company. You know how to do this. But the thing is, too, is that they have it figured out with MLB. Exactly. For the most part, because MLB, they the, the story mode is like a documentary. And it's good. And it's very good. I love it. It's one of my favorite game modes of the past two years. Yeah. But for some reason, EA just doesn't do what 2K can. Okay, FIFA was screwed when they had Alex, Alex Jones because there was stuff in the water that turned the freaking frogs gay. Well, uh, yeah. Also, you know what? A perfect example about uh, EA doing a great job at it, NBA Live. NBA Live 19 was one of the best stories yeah. I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Two things they did perfectly. They got you invested with the demo, and then they brought in First Take. Yeah. Actual clips from First Take, they pre-recorded. You had uh, NBA Actually, players, it's YouTubers... Year. YouTubers are in the game now. The EA is proving in one of their own games they can do a story mode really well. Yeah. And UFC, then UFC does it too. Like well, for UFC the UFC games. games. It, for some reason, it's EA just Madden. It's just terribly Madden. I don't get it. Because I don't, I don't no know. competition. Even with UFC games, there's wrestling games. They have some fighting with. And then yeah. there's MMA games. There's boxing. FIFA, there's... Uh, of course, there's no real competition. Well, there's there's it. PES Pro yeah. Evolution, and which that's, is yeah, that's a big that's a big one. Baseball, there's eh, no competition. There's, a, no there's competition, RBI baseball. But it's also a oh, decent game. It. And b- basketball, holy crap, those games are constantly trying to outdo each other because the amount of competition. Well, they're the big money getters right now. Is NBA, but, but like, oh, they Madden pisses me off to no end. Sorry I agree. For saying that, but like, I, wow, I agree. Madden needs to improve. They do, but. We're going to jump into our last segment of the day, and that is... Wrestling Talk with Dan! And Bryce. So you heard the new There's a voice in there that I've never heard before. I don't know what it is. Alright, so Dan's about to go take his nap, or go to bed, or whatever he needs to do. Get some food, maybe? (laughs) Um, This past weekend was Tables, Ladders, and Chairs um, for the WWE. Yeah, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, oh my. Um, we're not going to spend too, too much time on this, um, but overall, Bryce, what did you think of the show? Um, I didn't watch all of it, but okay. the matches I watched, I was impressed with. The only thing I didn't like was the outcome of the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. No. Um, I w- we'll go into that one when that comes around, but overall, I was, I was a little bit mixed on... A couple things, and we'll get into it. Um, the first match, I did not see the pre-show at all. I, um, I missed Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander, but Buddy Murphy defeated Cedric Alexander yep. for the Cruiserweight title. I think we called that. Everybody called that. We right. called that one. And Elias defeated Bobby Lashley, which I think I called. I think you said Bobby Lashley. I, I said Elias. You said Elias? Yeah. <laughs> um, but Go back to, and fact check us. On yeah, that. fact check us and then email us at strictlytalkingpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> nice plug. There it is. Um, <laughs> so to open up the show with, with a match that I thought should have been on the pre-show, 
the fabulous <laughs> truth, Carmella and our truth defeated Mahalisha, Alicia Fox, and Jinder Mahal for the mixed match challenge finals. The winner becomes the number thirty entry in the Royal Rumble. Doesn't really matter. And they get a vacation. Remember, yeah, all they got paid. Stanford, Connecticut. Yeah, they go to WWE headquarters, which I wish I could, so I can give them a piece of my mind. Um, Although something huge happened the next two nights. Well, so. I won't say huge. Um, <laughs> One sad thing the, happened. The thirtieth entrant of the Royal Rumble this year doesn't matter because no. it's Carmella and our truth, and I hope our truth comes out at number one for the Royal Rumble and is just like, oh, I got number three, oh my bad, and then just gets eliminated. <laughs> like I just hope it's a full blown comedy spot, and it's it's going to be with our truth. It is, um, but. In the next match, we had the Bar defeating the New Day and, and the, the Usos. Usos in a triple threat tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I like this um, just because the New Day have had the titles uh, what five, six five. times, five, five times? time Smack, five time this one, and then they have a few more. Yeah, with they, the other one. Listen, I love the New Day. They're entertaining. They're getting stale. They need to. They need to start putting Biggie into singles runs because. I think he could be WWE champion. I think he has the charisma for it. He's the youngest of the three. Yeah. Kofi, I think, could step up and be a a U.S. champion or something, along with Xavier Woods, but I think that they need to start pushing these guys into more singles roles and, and stuff. Kind of like they did with the Hardys? Kind of, yeah. Um, keep the affiliation together. I don't want to see somebody turn. No. I just want to see them work together outside of just the tag team stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, and the Usos, listen, they had such an impressive year last year. This year, they just haven't been as hot, in my opinion. But it's the Usos. They're still one of the top tag teams. They are. They are. And putting them in there for only 12 minutes kind of dampened it. I thought that they were going to get like a 20-minute match where they could go full bore and they had time to tell a story. They really didn't. Um I don't mind the bar staying up on that. Um, Braun Strowman defeated Baron Corbin in a TLC match in which Braun Strowman didn't really do anything because he just had elbow surgery. Um, I It, it I was a segment. Um, yeah, Baron Corbin is no longer the full-time Raw GM, thank God. Um, <laughs> and Braun Strowman gets a title shot at the Royal Rumble against, against Brock Lesnar. So... Did you do you have any thoughts on that? No, yes. No. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a segment. Yeah, it was a whole bunch of mid-card guys coming out hitting Corbin with their finishers and then Why the hell were Rude and Gable out there? They're like because they they've been screwed over by Corbin. They're Raw Tag Team Champions. Yeah, but still they've been put in handicap matches against yeah. Drake Maverick and I guess of Pain, I which, guess I guess I'll accept that answer. AOP facing them by themselves is a handicap match. The Revival. <laughs> the Revival should have taken their place because they've just been getting screwed by Baron Corbin the last few well, weeks we with the, the Lucha House rules. We saw the Revival when the um, went on Raw. They're now the number one contenders against, I think, Rude and Gable. So, um, the Raw tag team division needs something. Heavy machinery. <laughs> They're coming up from NXT. Um, after that, I skipped this match because I really had no... I had no interest in it. Uh, Natalia defeated Ruby Riot. It was a good match. Tables match was it? It was a good match. Yeah. Yeah, I skipped it. Um, I was watching about forty-five minutes behind because we had just gotten back from uh, seeing Trans Siberian Orchestra, and apparently this wasn't the match I should have skipped. I should have skipped one later on. Um, 
Finn Balor defeated Drew McIntyre in a singles match. I thought that that match was fantastic. Um, I didn't like that they made McIntyre lose, but at the same time, I could see where they're going with it. Next week on Raw Christmas uh, Christmas Eve, they're doing a triple threat between Finn Balor and Dolph Ziggler, who screwed Drew McIntyre out of the win. So, um, yeah, it'll be Finn Balor, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre next week on Raw Christmas Eve. Yep. Then, after that, it was Rey Mysterio defeating Randy Orton in a chairs, chairs match. match. Um, this match was really creative. I, uh, yes, yes, it was. <laughs> the, the, the penguin dive that he did with the with chair. The chair with the yes. chair, I loved it. Oh, it was fantastic. Um, and then the finishing segment where... The schoolboy? Yeah, well, it's a, that's a victory roll. So schoolboy is where oh, you grab yeah. the leg and roll him up. A victory roll is where you do the front roll yeah. over top. Um, I forgot you're the resident you're the resident wrestler the resident wrestler right here um, but yeah Randy Orton goes for an RKO gets reversed he sits up on one of the chairs right jumps off of one of the chairs I love victory it. rolls Randy Orton I thought it was a very good end to the match um, I don't care if it was paced. a screwy finish it wasn't really even a screwy finish it, it, was, it was just like a I don't care if it was, it was like a, a yeah I don't care if it was like a not a, a not normal finish it just means this rivalry is going to continue yeah and I'm, I'm okay I have with no that problem with it these guys have great chemistry yeah they do fantastic even if it's not going to ever be for a championship they still doesn't have to be <laughs> doesn't have to be um, next we had Ronda Rousey defeating Nia Jax for the Raw Women's Championship um, this just showed how great Ronda Rousey really Yes, this match was really good. Yeah. She was she had a Superman punch. She was super athletic in there. Yeah, she was using a lot of her judo, which we don't see as much of anymore. I know. Um, out of her, but against a bigger opponent like Nia Jax, who is a, a plus-sized woman, um, for her to be whipping her around like she did and really using submission offense and more of like the MMA background that she has, I liked it. Ronda Rousey was really good in this match. Um, and then my personal favorite match of the night, right after it, was Daniel Bryan defeating AJ Styles for the WWE title. Yes. This match was awesome. Yes, it was. For a for a pure wrestling fan, this was fantastic because... You knew what it was going to be. You knew what it was going to be. It was a very technical match. They had two body parts. Bryan was uh, selling the leg. AJ was selling the ribs. Yeah. That's what that match was whole uh, was pretty much based yeah. on. They didn't do a whole bunch of flying. Um, it was a lot of ground wrestling, mat wrestling, chain wrestling, counters. And I am excited to see them fight for it again because I don't think that this feud's over. No, no way in hell is it over. Um, I think it's going to continue at the Royal Rumble. I think so, too. And I, and I think it's going to be a special speculation match, like I, a special stipulation. I hope so. Um, and then in the, I think... First match of the night, Dean Ambrose defeating Seth Rollins for it's the IC so title. It's so disappointing to hear that that's the worst match of the night when you it had a match. So when you had a match, open the show like Carmella, like the Fabulous Truth, and I don't really consider that a match. Although <laughs> that, that match wasn't that bad, the Fabulous Truth versus Mahalisha, that wasn't that bad. It wasn't terrible. Um, this match between Ambrose and Rollins, by this point. You had just came off of a 23-minute match. You then you didn't put another, another. 23-minute match on top of it. I know. Um, this too last, much. The last three matches totaled up to be over an hour long. So it was uh, over a third of the show. Yeah, over, over those three matches. Well, almost, because it's a four-hour show. Oh. Four hours. So it was like a third. Yeah, it was about a, a little less than a third. 
Um, yeah, I think if this match would have maybe been the first match, the opener, I think it might have been a little bit better. Vince um, was furious at Seth Rollins. From what I understood, match. yeah, he was furious at both guys. Um, but yeah, I don't really have much to say. They just, I, they didn't have this, the chemistry it forgot that they me. used to have. It, it, I forgot it. It was very forgetful. I was just like, okay, whatever. And then afterwards, we had the surprise. Asuka defeats this Becky is the Lynch only match and I didn't Charlotte see. Flair to become the SmackDown Women's Champion. Don't don't forget Ronda Rousey, though. Yeah, well, I was Rousey. getting there. Ronda Rousey pretty much turned herself heel because she screwed over Becky Lynch. Um, yep. <laughs> and Asuka then capitalizes on her attacking both Becky Lynch and Charlotte. Asuka becomes champion. And I called Asuka. You did call it. I didn't see Vince, it. Vince is planning huge stuff for Asuka. Vince wins. I hope so, because Asuka He actually started it. watching Asuka for the first time. <laughs> I Overall, I give this a 7.5 out of 10 for a pay-per-view. I I'll agree with that. I didn't think it was all that it bad. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't it great had either. A, it had a very bad match that dragged it down. Had that match been about 15 minutes shorter and a lot quicker pace... I know. I think it could have been like one of the better shows of the year, but um, that is it for the WWE stuff. The only thing that is left now, Wrestle Kingdom 13, and I am so excited. <laughs> is that that's January 4th, right? January 4th. I um, I I put a maybe. I, yes. I put a maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah just let me know. Um, yeah, because we're I'm hoping to have a nice little watch party at my house. Uh, making some food, having some booze, and, you know, watching some wrestles. So, um, we're going to start winding down this. Is Jericho going to be there? Who? Is Chris Jericho going to be Jericho's there? Jericho's defending his Intercontinental title uh, against IWGP Intercontinental title. I thought you your party. I was like, Chris Jericho, I'll go to your party. <laughs> Trust me. I would be at Chris my party. Chris Jericho is one of my favorite wrestlers. water. <laughs> He's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Yeah, he is, he is fantastic, and I think that that match is going to be fantastic. That whole card's going to be fantastic, but we're going to wind down the podcast here. Yes. Um, you can follow me at Damien underscore Miller on Twitter, uh, twitch.tv backslash dmill139. I will be streaming so much more. And speaking of Twitch, there's uh, some talk that strictly talking may be going to Twitch. Yes. Yeah, we um we want to give you guys some more behind the scenes things, uh, us gaming, us playing some board games, us, us hanging out, uh, having some conversations. So keep an eye out for a possible strictly on we're talking on Twitch. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. yeah so um, Twitch is fun. I love <laughs> Twitch is awesome. Don't worry, you leave it up to Damien and I. We got it. Yeah, we'll we'll cover this. But uh, Bryce, do your okay. Your uh, social my social uh, my Twitter is at bshortle14. My Snapchat is Jiffy B. Shodel. My uh, Instagram is William Bryce, the actor. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the only three you need to know. Um, Kendall? I'm Kendall, K.2K16 on Twitter. Uh, the Shodel Boys on Twitch and YouTube. And Dan? I'm just. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the strictly talking. Strictly talking. His name's not actually strictly talking. So. Wow. Well, um, uh, strictly, strictly talking on Twitter. Strictly underscore talking on Instagram. Of course, strictly talking podcast at gmail.com. Yep, and follow us. Subscribe to us on any uh, podcast outfit that you have outside of Spotify. We aren't there yet. But Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, all of that. Um, rate, comment, review. And this has been Strictly Talking Entertainment. Entertainment.